Hey, Disney family, it's Jessica from Well Hello Disney. So today I am picking up where I left off and we are going to dive in to using Genie Plus at our favorite park, which is at Epcot. I'm going to run through what your high demand rides are going to be, how to plan a day for your family that fits the needs and the wants of your family. I'm also going to talk a lot about what my family does at Epcot. When we have a ride focused day, we kind of had the same MO and then we switch it up based on the different things we want to accomplish at the park, whether it's doing a scavenger hunt or meeting characters or doing a character meal or dining at one of their restaurants or just exploring the world showcase. So buckle up. Here we go. So first, let's talk about why Epcot is the ultimate park for my family. It has some awesome rides there. It also has a bunch of rides that we can ride as an entire family with having a two-year-old that is also key for us. That's why a lot of people like Magic Kingdom because it has a lot of family-friendly rides. There are so many indoor attractions at Epcot, so you can really get breaks from the heat or the cold during the day when you're at this park. It has one of our favorite nighttime shows as well. And then you have things like Sea Base, which is an amazing aquarium and it actually found out that it's the second largest aquarium in the United States and then of course you have the world showcase which we love my husband and I love all the food festivals then you have scavenger hunt which my kids love so the list goes on and on of why Epcot is just a phenomenal park for the entire family. If we are having a heavily ride-focused day, we always do two things. We use Genie Plus, and because we typically stay on property, we use early entry hours because we are sure that we can accomplish most of the rides that we want to accomplish in the morning and then kind of have a leisure afternoon and then go back and finish up some of those lower-tier rides that don't have long lines in the evening and then find our favorite spot to watch Harmony. So let's break down first, what are the top tier or high demand rides at Epcot? You have Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is a new ride that you can use virtual queue or you can buy the individual lightning lane for. Then you're going to have Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Frozen Ever After, and Test Track being your next three most popular rides at Epcot. And honestly, for my family, all four of those rides are a priority. If you don't like roller coasters and simulators, maybe you don't want to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, we love the movie Remy. And then obviously Frozen is a favorite of every person in my family. So those are must do. Test Track is a must do for the boys. My daughter does not quite want to ride it yet. I think she has this idea that it is super, super fast. This is also the child that rides Mount Everest at Animal kingdom but we don't push her until she's ready and once she rides it she's going to realize that it really is nothing to be worried about however depending on the day this is a ride that we have to use rider switch for if I don't have my mom or if we don't have another grandparent that's there to stay out with the baby so we always go to test track first during early entry hours because typically it is walk on and if we're doing rider switch for it that gives us enough time to still be able to get in line for Frozen Ever After after we do test track. So this is what our 7 a.m. looks like. We get up at 6.15. We make sure Genie Plus is purchased. A lot of times we're up at midnight anyway, so we purchase it then. In the morning, 
my husband and I, we both go for the virtual queue because for some reason, always one of us will get it. But if one of us does it by ourselves, we never get it. So we both at 7 a.m. go for the virtual queue. Whoever says got it, the other person immediately goes and books the Genie Plus for Remy Ratatouille Adventure. Why do we start that way? Because we're going to test track. If test track wasn't a priority, then it wouldn't matter if we went for Frozen or Remy. But because we're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy virtual queue, which is over in World Discovery, then we're also doing Test Track, which is over in World Discovery. Then we want to do Frozen, which is on Nor- in Norway, which is the same side as World Discovery. It does not make sense for us to start in France, which is all the way on the opposite side of the World Showcase. Now, if we're coming in from the International Gateway, that does change things because we'll early entry Remy, book Frozen, still do our Guardians virtual queue, and then we will Genie Plus test track on our next tap because usually test track does not run out until mid-afternoon. So even with all of that, we could still get test track before noon if we were coming that opposite direction and staying at an Epcot area resort. So why is early entry so important at Epcot? Because we typically can get through two rides if we are there for early entry. It is seriously a game changer because even with doing, let's say we go to test track first, that's usually walk on. If we do rider switch, we add another 15 minutes to that. Then if we go to frozen ever after, we still wait in line about 20 minutes at that point. If we waited till the park opened, That line easily would jump to 60 minutes. And then at that point for our family, it's not worth it to wait in line for 60 minutes for Frozen. It's a cute ride. There are people who ride with us and they're like, well, that was worth the hour wait. And I'm like, yes, that absolutely is. But because there's so many other things we want to do at Epcot for us and my family, it is not worth waiting 60 minutes for Frozen Ever After, even though it is a precious ride. And for other people, it is worth it. So... We really try to get there for early entry hours. That way we can make sure that we do our loop. And we are usually done with those four high demand rides by about 1130. Sometimes with Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, we will wait and book it till the line, the time progresses a little bit later and put it like around four o'clock. And that way we can work our way around the World Showcase to head over to France. France is one of our favorite pavilions anyway. So a lot of times after we're done with the World Discovery area, we will head over there and then start any World Showcase activities from France. So if you're not staying at a Disney property, an early entry isn't an option. You might be thinking, so what do I do? Well, everyone has the option of doing the virtual queue at 7 a.m. who has Epcot as their reserved park for that day. If you get that 7 a.m. virtual queue, you're set. Otherwise, it might be a good idea to purchase the individual lightning lane if it is a must-do attraction for your family just to make sure that you get it. There is another virtual queue at 1 p.m., which gives you a better chance because you have to remember park hopping doesn't start till 2. If it's a 1 p.m. virtual queue, that means only the people who are inside the park. So it's the same group of people who did the 7 a.m. queue 
get that second chance as one. And at first people were upset, but you know what? I think that's fair because if you were planning on spending your whole day at Epcot, you should have that second chance to get on Guardians. And a lot of times you'll get it that second chance, but be sure to set an alarm in your phone so that way you do not miss the second shot at the virtual queue. Usually there are still lightning lanes available at 1 p.m., but you just never know. So if it's something where you're like, I don't want to take the risk, I came here, I want to ride this ride, go ahead and buy the individual lightning lane. If you get the second virtual queue, then you just get to ride it twice. On trips where we want to ride it twice, that's what we do. We virtual queue and then we purchase it again. So we get to ride it two times. So after your virtual queue is done, then you're thinking, what do I need to book next? Do I need to book Remy, Test Track, or Frozen? Well, the order of sellout, typically, now this always changes depending on what's happening. If something comes out for Frozen, all of a sudden it catapults to the top again. Right now... Remy does sell out faster than Frozen just because it's the newer ride. It's a super cute ride. It is very interactive. I did find out that motion sickness may be an issue on this ride. I do not get motion sick. So unless someone tells me that they get motion sick on a ride, I don't even think about it. And my best friend, we took them to Disney with us in January, and she actually got a little motion sick on it. So it might have been the screens. It might have been the 3D. So just keep that in mind. But Remy does sell out before Frozen, but those sell out pretty quickly together. So one of those two would be my next tap. If Test Track is important to you over the other ones, then I would do Test Track as my second tap. So of those three, Remy, Test Track, Frozen, you just have to decide which one you want to go for next. I still think if you only were able to book if you're off-site at 7 a.m. and then when the park opens, you'll still be able to get at least one of them, possibly both of them. So I would just prioritize what is more important to you. So what are we tapping next? Let's say we've accomplished, you know, those four high demand rides that we wanted, or maybe only three of them were important to us, or maybe just two. If you're traveling with littles only, you're probably only going after Remy and Frozen. So let's say only those two are important. The next tier really has Soren in it, which has a height restriction of 40 inches. So again, some of these high demand rides at Epcot have height restrictions. Guardians of the Galaxy is 42 inches, Test Track is 40 inches, Soarin' Around the World is also 40 inches. So you might be able to be like, okay, in the morning we accomplished Remy and we did Frozen, let's go meet some characters this afternoon, or let's go eat some food or eat some breakfast. Usually my recommendation for a realistic Disney day is if you can get there early and book one of those for Genie Plus and then do early entry, or even rope drop one of these at the time when everyone can get to the park. The wait line is still not very long. Or just Genie plus both of them, because one of them surely will be tapped in before 10 a.m., and then you'll be able to book the next one. Then I always say, go grab breakfast, take a little break, hop in a line for a character, because by then, character meet and greets are happening. And remember, Epcot is the park that has... I think it's like 16 characters now or 17 characters. So you typically can find the character that your child wants from the classic Disney characters to um, 
Alice in Wonderland, Mary Poppins. And then, of course, it's the Princess Park. There's always five princesses in the World Showcase at any given time. So this is a great park to meet your characters. Then after you meet your characters and have a little breakfast, then it's like, okay, do we want to go and do some of the other stuff like Disney um, and Pixar Short Film Festival, Journey into Imagination with Figment, to do the Living with the Land ride. There's a lot of low-tier rides that are on Genie Plus that you can either book or you can decide at Epcot, I'm not going to do Genie Plus. We can do one at um, Rope Drop. We can wait in line the hour for the second one. We'll take a break. We'll go meet characters. We'll go eat. Then in the evening or late afternoon, we'll do all these indoor play areas. So Epcot is one of the parks where it's not necessary to have Genie Plus unless you want to do all the high demand rides there, which for our family is typically a yes. For your family, it may be a no. If we were just going with our toddler, so if we're just taking our two-year-old, I don't know if we would necessarily get Genie Plus because in the morning, I think we'd be able to do Remy and Frozen. We would definitely meet characters in the afternoon, we would probably take her to sea base, ride the Finding Nemo ride, take her to sea base, let her see all the fishes. Then we'd go to Turtle Talk with Crush. And then we would go ride things like Journey into Imagination with Figment, which usually doesn't have a wait longer than 15 minutes. But I will tell you, Figment is getting more popular, which I don't necessarily love. And we had to wait 20 minutes last time for that ride. So I was a little shocked by that. Then, you know, living with the land has continuous boats. So that's usually a 20 minute wait or less as well. We don't go on Spaceship Earth with our toddler. It's really dark inside of that ball. And so um, we kind of avoid that ride. So the nice thing, though, about using Genie Plus at Epcot is you virtually could use Genie Plus and not wait in a single line of any ride that you want at Epcot, which is really a beautiful thing when you want a very stress-free day. I'm also going to talk about another thing called Standby Skipper. I have fallen in love with the app, but I don't want to sell it so hard yet until I can do like a super busy day with it. So I've already told you our priorities at Epcot are typically all the high demand rides. My daughter and I went on a one-on-one trip in November and we decided we were going to do like a half day at Epcot, but we had a bunch of stuff during the day that we were doing. And so I set up alerts on standby skipper, which is $25 a day for your whole party. I wanted to ride Remy, I wanted to ride Frozen, and we wanted to ride Soren. Those were our three rides we wanted to ride because everything else we could walk on or wait in a short wait and it wasn't necessary to use Genie Plus. But we were stacking these rides in the evening. On Standby Skipper, there's also like these three sections where you can put like the time. So I put, you know, after four early evening and then between four and six, you know, that kind of stuff. So I was skeptical, but when I say that it worked 100%, it worked 100%. I do not know how it would work on a super busy ride-focused day. You know, this was a little different. This was a leisure day. However, I was still able to book other rides at Magic Kingdom 
in between standby skipper also using my Genie Plus and booking rides. So I really did like fall in love with like that app, but I want to see how it works on a very full ride demanded day where I like want to ride like seven rides and how will it work and how will it work with booking and can it just take care of everything but right now I'm sold on standby skipper and I promise I will get like more information out on standby skipper but I am truly sold on it it worked so well for stacking if you wanted to have a relaxing day where you stacked rides in the evening and you looked at your map and you're like, okay, so I'm going to put to stack these rides in at this time. And then I'm going to stack the rest of these because these are on this side of the park at this time. Standby Skipper is 100% the way to go for that. Epcot is a perfect park for that. I think you could use Standby Skipper at any park, but it really did book rides that worked for us. You know, I just don't know how it would work if you were using it from 7 a.m. until the end of the day. Um, I do have a meeting to talk to them a little bit more in detail of how it works, but I was so impressed with it. So that's also another option. Let's say if you don't want to get up at 7 a.m., you don't want to get up at 7 a.m., you're having a restful morning and you're going to stack rides and go in the evening, hey, standby skipper all the way because you can program that stuff ahead of time. And I absolutely loved it. And that would be another way that you could do Epcot, especially if you have littles. If you don't want to worry about booking those rides in the morning, set up your standby skipper, let that book it for you. You take care of the babies and toddlers or even get your big kids ready to go. Now at Epcot with big kids only, And I'm talking like teens, not my, my, I call my big kids, you know, the seven-year-old and 10-year-old big kids, and they're really not. They're still a little bit of babies. But if you had teens, I don't know if you necessarily need Genie Plus, but because the virtual um, queue, you don't need to purchase anything that's available to every person who goes to the park that day. So if you get the virtual queue for Guardians of the Galaxy, then you really don't have to buy Genie Plus because you can wait in line for all the other rides that you want to do. Once I feel like you hit that 13 and above, unless you don't want to wait in line, you can wait in a line. It's not going to kill you to wait, you know, 30 minutes to 60 minutes where when my two-year-old is waiting in a line for 60 minutes, she starts going nuts and she starts crawling all over the place and climbing walls. And, you know, I'm in to like snack 32 in line and it's just not enjoyable for me. So I don't want to wait in lines with her. I just want to walk onto rides. But Epcot has a lot of those walk-on rides that are perfect for her. So let's break down how you decide your priorities. You have to decide Are you at Epcot mostly for the World Showcase? Are you there for the characters? Are you there for the rides? Or are you there for the activities like the scavenger hunts and cookie strolls and that kind of stuff? Once you've decided if you're there for a specific thing or you want a well-rounded day where you're doing some rides, you're doing some World Showcase, you're meeting some characters, you're also enjoying, you know, the food. Or you have a character dinner. They have two character meals now, Garden Grill and Arkashish, which is the princess meal. So you have to decide what is what is my priority. Once you decide your priority, you're going to make a game plan. You're going to list your top three ride preferences, your two characters that you want to meet, and what's your eating plan. From that, you're going to build your day. 
That will let you know if you really need to do early entry. Should you stack the rides maybe in the evening? Use standby skipper to book your rides. Do we want to meet some characters? You start outlining the day once you've decided what your priorities are. For my family of six, and we have ages 10 to 2, our day looks ride focus in the morning, then we have lunch, and usually we do have a lunch somewhere, probably at Connections Cafe or Sunshine Seasons. It'll be a quick service. From there, we usually start an activity. So it's usually either a scavenger hunt or kid caught or we um, will go to sea base. We'll do something that's like that. Then once kind of the afternoon heat has passed by, if we didn't decide to go back to our resort, they also have the Disney Vacation Club lounge there for any DVC members. So sometimes we'll go up there and sit and rest instead of going back to our resort. Then we come back and we will start doing some of those low demand rides that are our favorites like Figment. Um, We'll go watch, you know, the Pixar short film. We avoid Mission Space because no one needs to be sick. Um, We'll go in Spaceship Earth, do those kind of things that are like, you know, low demand rides. We can either book a Genie Plus and walk right on or we're waiting 10 to 15 minutes. And then we'll eat a really good dinner somewhere. They have a lot of great places. The last place that we ate ate was um, Tepa Edu. And then we will find our spot for Harmonious. It's such a great, very full day. We're always tired because we did so much, but we never feel like stress, like, oh my gosh, we did a lot. Sometimes at Magic Kingdom, we feel stressed at the end of it. And we're like, whoa, that was a really full day. But at Epcot, a lot of times we don't feel like that. Then after Harmonious, we head back to the resort. Sometimes we drive until we head to the parking lot. Other times um, we, we avoid the Skyliner. We'll use the monorail if it's not too busy. But honestly, we go through Boardwalk or walk to another resort and we call an Uber to pick us up because we're not waiting in a three hour Skyliner line. I'm sorry. After Harmonious, the Skyliner is a disaster. So if you want to cheat, walk through boardwalk you can walk up to one of the marriott hotels that are on property um, go to beach club yacht club and we just have an uber pick us up in the front so in conclusion do you need genie plus for epcot not necessarily especially with guardians being a virtual queue does it make your day easier and stress-free Absolutely. Especially if you're going to do something like stack rides in the evening and you can use a program like Standby Skipper so that way you're not having to do all the booking. Genie Plus at every park makes your day a little bit easier if you know what to do. You also have to remember my tips. You don't need to be on your phone the whole time looking to book your Genie Plus. You should have two alarms set 10 minutes and five minutes before your next booking time and put the phone away because you should have already gone through your list of things that you wanted to do at this park. I have a daily plan sheet in my Well Hello Disney shop where you write your top priorities. You write the characters you want to meet and their locations. And then you have blocks of time that tell you, okay, from like two to three or two to six, we're hoping to meet, 
you know, Mickey and we need to go over here. So then that way you aren't looking at your phone, looking for the next thing that's available. Because the problem with Disney is it creates FOMO. And if you don't have an idea of what you're doing at the park before you get there, you start feeling like you're missing out instead of focusing on what your family already loves about Disney and the plan that you came with. And then anything that happens that's magical or if the mariachi band is out and you stop and watch them, that just adds to the magic because you just happen to be there versus rushing over and figuring out when the next show or the next thing is happening. I'm so happy that you joined me for today. We will continue our Genie Plus deep dive into strategy. Definitely come back for the other parts and have a magical rest of your day. Thank you.